Hello. Hi, John. Hi, Marilyn. How's it going? Super good. Yeah. Yeah. Jim Dandy. Yeah. 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 Uh, Sometimes I don't realize that I'm tired until I have to talk, and then I realize I'm kind of tired. Yeah, tired. I did the uh, the recordings for the uh, advertisements uh, already for this week, and Uh uh, I sound like I'm on death's door. Uh (laughs) Are you sick? Um, No, my daughter's sick. I think I'm not, but who really knows? Um, Right. So you're advertising for products, and you're like, uh, buy the thing. There's many, many bullet points about uh, this that you should know. I'm saying this wrong. I'm saying all of this wrong. Uh, <sighs> it's, uh, mm. Ugh, uh, anyway, no, I, I feel, I feel good. You know, it's, it's weird coming back from, uh, some time away. It's always a little bit, um, jarring to get back. You got a, you got a vacation as well as, uh, I did. When one has a child in public schools, one doesn't one one is one is given a vacation, whether uh, one I wants see. one or not. But it was good. Yes. We had you know, we went fine. I don't think we had the quite the cosmopolitan time that, that you and yours did, but no, it was really real good. Saw relatives, you know, hung out, had a jubilee, you know, like a week of jubilee. Oh, a jubilee, that's nice. Jubilee Jubilee's a time when there's, you know, contiguous days off. Sometimes, you know, you get extra ice cream or, you know, more TV than anybody would like, but it went pretty well. Yeah, my little girl uh, watched TV on an airplane, Mm. uh, but it was for five and a half straight hours, which is more TV than she has ever consumed in one one setting, and she did not tire of it. Mm -hmm. And I think what happened was she got away, she came out of it, the experience, she hasn't yet brought this up to me. But I think her experience is going to be, wait a minute, there's a lot more TV out there than you let on. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. There, She's like, she was running down a list of shows that she watched. She was like, I saw this. I saw that. I saw this. It's like, yep, it's all out there, baby. Yeah. We watched the... um we had the full television morning on Thanksgiving Day. We watched the really, really terrible uh, Macy's Parade and the very, very good dog show. But you uh. know, they do this thing in the Macy's Parade where they do these cutaways to pre-recorded bits with oh. people from NBC programs. Oh, and I had personally seen two of the shows ever. Oh yes, I've never seen This Is Us. I realize I'm probably missing out on, on a lot of good crying, but I've never seen This Is Us. Half of them were people from This Is Us. They had that lady uh, from SVU and uh, and and the guy from Brooklyn Nine Nine. I, I recognize them, but but my daughter and I were both like, we just I don't know who any of these people are. I mean, I I know the, I know Sterling K Brown, but I, I don't watch the This Is Us program, and that right. was our window into like, wow, we have really good taste. We watch really good TV. But you know, one thing about a TV binge for a kid, at least in my kid's case, is you know you get on a, you get on a Virgin America or you get on a JetBlue or whatever these days. I guess they all have TV now, and, yes. and she'll wa- launch into some kind of marathon like on the Disney Channel. Yep, yep. It's a lot of dog with a blog and, and oh, dog with a blog, dog, <laughs> dog <laughs> with a blog, and yeah, I mean, Puppy Patrol. Well, those are that's sweet. That's a sweet show. But th- it? it's a, I'm curious in in her binging. Uh, as she found herself at the beginning of a five-hour binge, she probably didn't know it was going to be a five-hour binge, but I'm guessing. But did she latch on to one particular kind of show, or was she flipping a lot? 
Was she like staying on Disney or similar, or was she flipping? You know, one of the interesting things is that she only recently, and I think not even now, uh, fully, she does not yet fully understand what television is. Mm-hmm. So I think I don't understand what it is anymore. But you know, she turns so, it on. So different, so different. And it's got it's got a list of shows that play at eight o'clock, and then oh, at right, right, thirty right. they go to a different set of shows. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Well, I want to watch this one." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Right, baby, but that comes on at nine, and we're at eight. And so she'd study it she, for a she's little. A, she's a trial Femidorian, right? Yeah. Like sure. in uh, like in the Slaughterhouse Five, she's wondering why well, the Earthlings feel like they're strapped to a train car looking through a tube. Like, oh my gosh, you have to wait until eight thirty for Dog with a Blog. Yeah, exactly. She's a Trixodecafabian. <laughs> yes, a Trixodecafabian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a Trixodecafabian yeah. who is strapped that, to that's, a tube. That's a that's a sixties singer that's scared of the number thirteen. <laughs> mm. <laughs> this episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Casper. You can learn more about Casper right now by visiting casper.com slash supertrain. Casper is the company that's focused on sleep, and they're dedicated to making you exceptionally comfortable one night at a time. You spend one-third of your life sleeping. If you spend a third of your life doing anything you'd want it to be, the best it can possibly be, and that is why you need Casper. Casper mattresses are perfectly designed for humans with engineering to soothe and support your natural geometry. It's got all the right support in all the right places. So what goes into making a Casper mattress so comfortable? They combine multiple supportive memory foams for a quality mattress with just the right sink and bounce. Casper mattresses are designed and developed in the United States, and their breathable design helps to regulate your body temperature throughout the night. And with over 20,000 reviews and an average rating of 4.8 stars, Casper is very quickly becoming the Internet's favorite mattress. You can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. They deliver directly to your door. And if for any reason you don't love it, Casper has a hassle-free return policy. This is a uh, really timely uh, advertisement for me because as it happens, this very weekend, I ordered a third Casper mattress. I won't get into all the details, but we had need for a larger Casper mattress uh, to replace an old Casper mattress. And uh, we, I did it. I did it with my own American money. You know, I kind of screwed up. I didn't even use my own code, so I didn't get a discount or credit. But, you know, the point is, we have a beautiful Casper mattress arriving at our house this week. Don't be creepy. Right now, you can get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash supertrain and using the very special offer code supertrain at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. Supertrain.com slash Supertrain. Offer code Supertrain. Our thanks to Casper for supporting Roderick on the Line and all the great shows. It's early. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> so she did. She eventually, I mean, after hours, she would say, which one of these can I watch again? You know, looking at what to us looks like a TV guide. And I was like, only the ones in the far left column, sweetheart, mm-hmm. because that's where we are now in time. And she, you know, okay. So I can watch Dog with a Blog. <laughs> and I'm like, it's fun to say. Dog with the Blog comes Dog on with at the blog. So, <laughs> So she did bounce around. She would get on. There are, a couple, there are some weird ones. You know, there. she was watching a Donald Duck, like a Scrooge McDuck one, but it was... Some kind of CGI digital Donald Duck. Oh, oh, so was it, it like Mickey Mouse Club? The I don't one, know. The one with the They Might Be Giants song? I don't know. Hot dog. Hot I'm not dog. sure. But it, but it wasn't animated. Mm. It was digitally animated. Yeah. And like real cheap, like real cheap looking. 
Well, they just they looked like the guys in the in the we got to move these refrigerators like oh, they were just yeah. sort of weird, <laughs> uncanny valley. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I wanted to get her off that. Like that's not. But she loves the thing is I gave her all my old Scrooge McDuck comics. Oh, okay. And she loves to sit and and think about Scrooge McDuck. She asks me questions about him all the time mm-hmm. about Scrooge McDuck because he's very, you know, competitive. He's very compelling and very, you know, problematic individual. Super problematic, but as a duck, I would say he's he's very successful. He's one of the top ducks. He'd be in he'd be in Duck Forbes. For sure he would. Yeah. Well, and he and I bet his politics are Oh, yeah. He's in that he's in that we talked about Richie Rich before. He's in that genre of enviable, you know, rich person or like well, he took a silver spoon, you know. Richie Rich has got a heart of gold. It says right there. Yeah. Richie Rich is, you know, he Richie Rich cares. Scrooge McDuck doesn't care. Doesn't he? Scrooge McDuck does. Does he have like a whole separate house for his treasure? Oh yes, he does. Mm-hmm. Apart from what I know about Scrooge, I want to get back to the the, the television. But just for my own information, I don't. I feel like I'm not real up to date on Scrooge McDuck. Are there other characteristics of him? Besides the fact that he has a seemingly limitless amount of money, he's a miser. Is that right? He's kind of a miser. He's a miser. Yeah, I don't okay. think Scrooge is, is he anti-Semitic or anything. Is he an anti-Semitic duck? Is there anything about him, you know, that uh, that we should know that makes I him problematic? I have never been a hundred percent clear if there are Jews in Duckburg. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good. <laughs> that's a great remote. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Sweet Maui onion. Are you okay, buddy? I just buddy? had a. I just, I just laughed like a ninety-year-old. <laughs> I'm recovering from a cold, but that one hit me right in my solar plexus, as my dad would say. Hit Jews me right in the solar in plexus. Duckburg, Jews in Duckburg. They're spinning up their dreidels, taking treasure duck baths. Now, could he be a semi? Is he a Semitic duck? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. He seems very much like a modeled on a kind of of J.P. Morgan, like a style. Rockefeller or something, maybe. Yeah. Oh, but I would think he's a Rockefeller. That's right, because J.P. Morgan obviously had a lot of. I mean, they all ended up, quote unquote, being being philanthropists. But then ended up being on the Gong Show. But you know, uh, Scrooge McDuck. Mm-hmm. What I one thing is the Scrooge McDuck cosmology. The thing is, he doesn't suffer fools. That's the other thing. You know, there's a, there's an implication. Oh, he's a no nonsense, because, rich duck. Yeah, because he's rich, he's wise. You know, that's oh, sure. one of the American <laughs> yeah. problems, right? Just because you're rich, rich, you're you're expected to be wise. Well, Scrooge. Mm. What I did not know, I don't think I ever understood this, is that Scrooge McDuck has a magic dime. Oh. Scrooge, Scrooge McDuck has the first dime he ever made, which is the which he keeps under a uh, like a glass case, which is the dime that generates all subsequent earnings. It's it's not just hard work and industriousness. Well, I think it's a I think it's a metaphoric dime, mm-hmm. but it's not a hundred percent clear, and I don't know whether this is early McDuck or late McDuck. But it's canonical. I, well, I feel like it. This is the type of thing that they that. They snuck into those later. It's a little bit of a scrappy do dime. Okay, it, it know, helps to help paper over a lot of the details about how he acquired all his treasure. Yeah, it's like what did Scrooge McDuck do? Well, he lumbered all the forests of the West. Right, no, you yeah. can't really put that in there. You know, what did Scrooge McDuck do? Well, he, you know, he's a bootlegger. 
you know, so it's not clear how he made his money until you realize, oh, he's got a magic dime. It's called and the I number, it's it called the number one dime. It's the mm-hmm. first coin that Scrooge McDuck ever earned. Uh, it first appeared in Scroo- Uncle Scrooge comic story titled The Round Money Bin, 1953. Huh. Oh, so it's early, early, early. Early duck, wow. yeah. I don't remember the magic dime. Mm-hmm. A lot of the Scrooge McDuck comics that I was reading had more complicated plots. We didn't need yeah. to get back to, like, Erdime. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, it's probably like, it's like the Bronze Age. You know, like, everybody's getting more, uh, you're learning more about the personal foibles of your heroes. Yep. yep. Oh, the Beagle Boys. I remember the Beagle Boys. Sure, all this stuff is great. Although, you know, if the if you if you turn the Disney Channel loose on it and they and they have uh, and they have those shows animated in Korea, it's not going to be it's not going to be the same. <laughs> okay, I gotta see. What anyway, so like. she watched these shows. The thing is, uh, Merlin, that mm-hmm. we actually attended the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. This oh, year. I saw that on your Insta thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We I mean, we weren't down on the street in the mm-hmm. cold with the regulars. Yeah. But we were we were close to it. It was we nineteen could, degrees, John. It was so cold, and so we were upstairs in a high high rise mm-hmm. watching it go by. I have to say, I'd never seen it. I'd never even watched it on TV. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was a parade with some big balloons. It must be strange to not see it on TV because the the version on TV uh, is so it edited has like and talk shows and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it kind of it kind of goes. There's Al Roker on like a golf cart driving around, um, but there's like the, they got the two lady hosts. You got uh, Savannah Guthrie, and I think her name's Hoda. Hoda, yeah. I, oh, lady. wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. Now I've got a question about yeah. Hoda. I, I have so many questions about Hoda. I can't pronounce her name. So earlier today, I was yeah. looking at Instagram, and um, my friend Elon Gale. Are you familiar with Elon Gale? Yes, the producer with the, the plane. That's right. Uh, Elon Gale was on. The America Show, mm-hmm. the, today's the, America, the Morning in America Show, Morning in America, <laughs> and uh, and he was like, you know, he's on there pr- promoting his book, um, "You're Not That Special," and no nobody else is either. Okay, uh, which is a yeah, which is a thing uh, that I want to get back to. Okay, not the book, but the idea. Okay, and he was like, "Thanks so much to Kathy Lee and Hoda, Hoda," and I was like, Hoda? I "Thought that was JV." Jay-Z. Jay-Z? Jay-Z is Hova. He's Hova. Well, I feel like Hoda is something that you shout in a club. You put your hands up in the air and you're like, Hoda! Right, right, right. And everybody, like, gets down. Uh So I was like, what the hell is a Hoda? And I went and I looked and there... So he thanked the Instagram account, Kathy Lee and Hoda. So I went to that. It told me nothing. (gasps) Okay. So then I just discovered Hoda today. Yeah. So I went to Kathy Lee. I know who Kathy Lee is. Sure. She was married to Frank Gifford. Yeah, I think she drinks a lot of wine on TV. Drinks a lot of wine on TV. She, Kathy Lee's been, she was with Regis. She used to be with Regis. She Regis Philbin. Almost, Regis Philbin used to be a singer. Regis Philbin goes all, he's one kiss away from Frank Sinatra. Yeah. True. Kathy Lee, therefore, is, you know, two kisses away from what? From Benny Goodman. You oh, know, it's like Kathy a bacon Lee's, connection. Okay. Oh, no, like, I see what you're saying. She's, 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 uh, she's like a duchess. She's she may not be the queen. Okay. All right. All right. But Ho- I, Hoda, never, Hoda. I never met like Hoga or Ho- whatever. Ho- Hoda. 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 Hogarth. Oh, you will be. Mm. <laughs> so, so then I went. Trust me by my unpronounceable last name. You won't. I went on to her mm. account and I was Hoda. looking and I was like, "Which one of these is Hoda?" Hoda Kampf. Because it's a. She has a German last name. Kump. It's K capital K O T B, which sounds sounds like an acronym. Hoda Hoda. This does sound like a George Lucas character. Oh my God, Hoda Kotb. Hoda Kotb. Instagram. 
I if that is her name, I love it. I bet she's is sassy. That, is that her married name? Cop- I don't know. I don't know. Hold hold. Uh, oh, she oh she posts inspirational script things. Oh, that's nice. Hoda Kotb. Remember why you started? That's one she posted. Jesus, out of pure fear. Here's an- <laughs> <coughs> this episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com slash supertrain. Hey, come on. You guys know Squarespace. You better know Squarespace. You use uh, Squarespace to make a beautiful website. You can turn your cool idea into a new site. You can showcase your work. You can have a blog or publish other kinds of content. You can sell products and services of all kinds, promote your physical or online business, and you can even announce an upcoming event or special project. I use this for my ungainly X-Man meetup page. Thank you, Squarespace. Squarespace does all of this by giving you beautiful templates created by world-class designers, powerful e-commerce functionality that lets you sell anything online, that give you the ability to customize the look and feel of your anything on your site, your settings, the products, anything with just a few clicks. Everything is optimized for mobile right out of the box. They have a new way to buy domains and choose from over 200 extensions, analytics that help you grow in real time, and built-in search engine optimization. This is free and secure hosting, nothing to patch or upgrade ever. And, of course, they have 24 by 7 award-winning customer support. Uh, I'm a huge fan of, uh, of Squarespace. Uh, you're using Squarespace right now. This is where the Roderick on the Line program is hosted. Uh, I use it for all my personal sites, and uh, I'm a big fan. What else can I say? Get the Squarespace. You know, or, or, you know, you can also tell your friends and family members about it. You know, somebody needs a Squarespace site. That's your job. You go out and find somebody. Give them the Squarespace. So right now, you go head out to uh, squarespace.com slash supertrain. You can get a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use the offer code supertrain at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Roderick on the Line and all the great shows. <laughs> uh, because when you stop and look around, life is pretty amazing. Be- no, no. Wrong. No, when you huh. stop and look around, your no. head fills with weird, mean voices. Don't don't look around. <laughs> Jesus, oh, look God. around at your peril. There's so many, uh, John. There's so much to learn from Hodakut. <laughs> Gratitude <laughs> is peace. That's Annie Lamont. Staying vulnerable is a risk we have to take if we want to experience connection. That's Brene Brown. I don't think so. Mm-mm. Don't stay vulnerable. Harden yourself off. What the Boy, hell? Do you I'd like to see. I'd like, you, I'd like to see you and Hoda Kotb go head to head, Oxford debate style. I think you guys could really work a lot of things out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and I'm sure that she would be very appreciative of mm-hmm. me. You, you uh, would sharpen so because, her like a knife. Well, she's probably professionally appreciative. Oh, right? I mean, oh she's gracious for money. Yeah, in yeah, that, that world, you have to be appreciative, even yeah. of the ones that you're like. Mm. This is why David Letterman, yeah, I think, eventually developed the niche that he had for himself was he just he just didn't care he was getting z-list people on there and and even when he did get somebody who was like you know stuv list he he couldn't like make himself seem interested in what they had to say no it was, harvey was picard didn't like that a bit no he didn't and that was some of the best television of the, of the 80s um, i watched uh, i watched Hoda. some david letterman with ricky jay's last night i watched those that don giller account is the greatest of accounts and i can't believe they let him put those up but i love it love it love it and he gets Ricky J a little bit off his game. I watched the exact same video last night. I'm, I've, been, I've been diving deep on Ricky J the last few days. <laughs> I I have gone deep on Ricky J like five times in the last two years. Oh. I don't know. Like, well, the, like you know, the, you got Cardini right. <laughs> he keeps <yeah>. coming. <laughs> yes, 
Yes, yes, yes. Well, here's the funny part. Just in we got to get back to Hoda. We got to get back to Duckburg. We got to get back to television. We got to get oh, back the to the, the against American exceptionalism. Um, right. But uh, but uh, but uh, the funny part was on another program I do last week. We've been talking about magic, and I suggested apropos of nothing that people watch Deceptive Practice, the oh. uh, the Ricky Jane movie, which I, as you know, <laughs> watch every month or so. Yes. And yes. Then, like three days later, we hear he passed. Ah. Uh. I mean, everybody dies. That's kind of yeah, the deal. Yeah, everybody dies. He's too young. Mm, I don't know, but yeah, <coughs> mm. but, but he the, had, oh, uh, yeah, but, but he had but, all those secrets. He had all those secrets, and, and I think part of him, part of his life, was just preparing the entire time to die and not tell anybody how to do those tricks. You know, that's like the that's like the magician's game. Oh, I know. That's that's part of the part of the magic. There's uh, yeah. one I'm sure you've seen. It's excerpted from. It's a YouTube video that uh, you've almost certainly seen. It is excerpted from a really good BBC documentary on him, and it's the one where he silently, just him with a black background and the table, performs this trick, where he pulls out five contiguous spades, shuffle, shuffle, shuffles. You see, you've seen this trick, right? Yeah. It's 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 astonishing. And if you don't, if you're not paying attention, if you're looking at your iPad playing Minecraft. Like some people, you wouldn't appreciate like how sublime that effect and that performance is. The, the expressions that he makes. I said something to my co-host on Dubai Friday in our super secret text channel. Or maybe it was on Slack. I don't know. But if you told me every single stitch of how every single effect worked, I would still be in awe of his performance and his style and his presentation. It's yeah. it's unbelievable. On the Letterman show, one of the times he kind of bungles. A trick. He's pulling. I saw. I saw. It's a real tight shot of the deck, yeah. and he kind of yes, and he yes. I did notice he's, that he's pulling queens or whatever, and it's like yeah. But he he pulls it off, right? He just he for ninety nine percent of the time, I think most people would just be like, well, if whoa! If you hadn't seen thirty other performances of that yeah. effect, <laughs> you would like, know. whoa, that's amazing. But you know, it was like, yeah. oops, yeah. oops. So it's it's tricky work. Being, I don't know if you. I've know seen this, him do that where he does a work. cut and he's off by one card. And then yeah. kind of plays it off legit, but he does it. He does it so well. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, yeah. Not everybody can do it. Yeah. Practice every uh, practice eight hours a day. Yeah, shuffling. just sit in a room shuffling cards all day. Uh, so Hoda. So Hoda. So anyway, I figured out who Hoda was. Just yeah. like uh, seriously, I mean, I only woke up twenty minutes ago, yeah. but in the twenty minute time, I I figured out who Hoda was, and now you're referencing Hoda at the at the parade. That what I are was, the chances? And, yeah, I mean Hoda, she's. Blowing up. Is this your card? But, Never in so the history watched, of calming down has anyone calmed down by being told to calm down. That's something Hoda posted. That seems like something you might say. If it costs you your peace, it's too expensive. That means everything. This is everything. I'm here for this. Yas Queen. This is everything. <laughs> if you're not losing friends, then you're not growing up. Whoa. Huh, that's a way, Homer. I'm going to really, I'm I'm have to pray on that. I'm a thousand one. years old. I'm the fucking Methuselah of this internet. <laughs> Fuck my old friends. Nine six nine. Keep growing and you keep dying. Nine six nine, baby. It's like being a time lord. It's sad. Nine six nine. That's how old uh, Methuselah was. Oh right. Nice. It's also a really fast Porsche. Is it? Is that right? Do they call it the Methuselah? They oughta. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if there is. It seems like a Porsche. Uh, yeah. Let's see if a if a nine six nine is a Porsche. Well, there's the 969 movement, which is a nationalist movement opposed to Islam's expansion in Indonesia. Oh, you're or, kidding. Sorry, is that like the Burma. 14 words? In Burma. Burma. Okay, formerly, it's now Myanmar, actually. Yep, yeah, right. 
Uh, let's see. 969 was, well, there was the year 969. Okay, I don't know a lot about 969. That would be, that's, would you consider that the Middle Ages? Well, uh, oh, yeah. I mean, the yeah, you'd say the early, the early Middle Dark Ages. ages. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, the Urban Dictionary Empire. says, uh, the couch was too small to sleep on, so I shared the bed with him and his girlfriend. It oh. went great until a 969 started. Oh, I see. That's then I've been staying with my mom. Hmm. Uh, let's see. But wait, I, uh, no one's referencing Methuselah there on the first. Oh, there's a 959. There's a 964. Wait a minute. Maybe there's a prototype 969. They ought to call this the Methuselah. Oh, that would that would be so cool. This Let's was see. posted by Ghost Dog. <clears throat> I love his work. Oh, you know what it is? It's the Porsche. It's the turbo that never was. Oh. It <clears throat> left the 969-2B on the drawing board, says uh, Carl Ludwigson. Hmm. There's no greater wealth in this world than peace of mind. That's, that's, that's Hoda. Hoda quotes that one. I don't know about that either. I, don't, I, I think I, I think you need to get in touch with Hoda. Strongly disagree. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, peace of mind. So my so my cousin was in town yesterday, and you know, my sister likes to um, live by aphorism, and so does my cousin. And the two of them together, they really get into a they get into a storm of aphoristic. Oh, is it like a wizard battle with aphorisms? Well, but they're not battling. They're just reinforcing one another. Because my, my, my cousin is, uh, she just turned 60. So she's got a decade or more on us in terms of aphoristic accumulation. Mm-hmm. But also, she's done a lot of work on herself. She she is another person in my family that's a little bit of a reality check. Uh, in the sense that it's easy in within my family to feel like you you must be freaking bananas because some of this stuff just can't be real you know like it's hard it's hard to it's it's like a form of meditation when there's a lot of that going on it's difficult to stay focused on what people are saying If, if they start coming fast and furious and often they kind of like you know there's a certain kind of poetry to the way these things are phrased they sound true but like you start hearing a lot of them and, and it starts to make you feel a little crazy. Well, there's that, uh, which is the experience of being with, uh, with the, my, my two lady relatives, but, mm-hmm. but, uh, and my cousin's name is Libby and she is a folk singer and also, uh, like an academic now. Uh, she has many records under the name Libby Roderick, um, oh. <coughs> that she recorded, you know, she never had to fight with the uh, Ingalls Wilder family. No, Not no, she did. didn't. She didn't have to copyright her her yeah. name, Libby Roderick. Um, it's right on the label, label, label. It is. Hmm. Did did you did you watch uh, did you watch Charlotte's Web anytime recently? No. Oh, that's very sad. It's right on the label, label, label. <clears throat> it's right. It's uh, that's one of those ones up there for me with uh, what's the one? Velveteen Rabbit? No, Watership Down. Watership Down. Or it's one of those like Yeller. oh man. No, you don't want to watch those. Watch Too sad. Uh, and I, you know, I, so we just watched, we just watched Charlotte's Web and I definitely got a tear a couple of times. Oh, God, yes. Some of them just tears of recognition for the fact that I hadn't seen this movie in 45 years Some or kid. something, you know, just like, oh, wow, yeah. look who it is. 
no, but so uh, so what Libby was saying was, listen, everybody in our family is super broken because it's a super broken family. Uh, but but for reasons that you can, some of them are reasons that you can put down on paper. You can say like, oh, there's some, you know, because, uh, you know, Libby and, and my sister, you know, they're very into trauma having lasting effects. They're very into, you know, uh, talking about, the effects of alcoholism and abuse and all this stuff as mm-hmm. a, as a component of someone becoming like an adult with problems. But my sister is really exploring right now the angle of, well, but is this something encoded in us? Does this go back to a time? Hmm. And, you know, and Libby is much more like, well, but you can, you know, you can tie this to world war one and the experiences there or to whales or to this, you know, like real <laughs> things that, that hurt somebody <clears throat> in recent memory. Hmm. And Susan's, you know, Susan is influenced by, by my mom and my mom has this feeling of like, well, 600 years ago, your father's family lived in a manor and my people were down working the earth. And that's why we were attracted to one another. And that's why our dynamic was like it is. Oh, wow. And, you know, and I spend a lot of time just in the middle, just um, being kind of a hoda, mm-hmm. just like, um, like happily agreeing with everybody and hoping just that at some point there will be a pause and I can go get some more pumpkin pie. Yeah. But there's a lot going on here. And at one point, Libby said, it's important for us to just say to ourselves and to each other that we're just normal people. Mm-hmm. And there was a pause. And she said, we're just regular people who are just normal. Okay. And there was a longer pause. Then my sister said, well, I refuse to accept that. Oh. And then they looked at me. Well, that seems like I, something they would be able to agree on. Uh, well, on, on the face of it, it seems like there aren't that many. I mean, what, what was Susan's objection? Well, my one of my family's primary problems is that they do not think that they're normal people, and Libby doesn't think it either. She's you mentioned alcohol this, and abuse, but you you kind of glided right past ambition. Well, a- ambition and um, he's not a bad man. He's just ambitious, ambitious, but also a feeling of manifest destiny and a feeling of responsibility mm-hmm. okay and a no, feeling no bless of, yeah uh that's right and so you know so lib is like say it say it with me we're just regular people and Su- susan looked at me and was like can you get on board with this and i was like absolutely not it's preposterous. Hmm. And so we're driving along and i'm you know and i'm and i'm thinking about elon gale's book um you're not that special and neither is anyone else. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, right. How hard would it be for me to say that every morning? And would that be helpful? Cause Libby was saying like, you just say it as a mantra and gradually what it does is it relieves you of the, of all the pressure that you feel to do something exceptional or the responsibility you feel. It's not just pressure, but like mm-hmm. the, that feeling that you're failing every day to, to do something important. You're just regular. You're just a regular person. You're doing fine. You're doing fine. And uh, so we dropped Libby off at the airport, and then Susan and I were driving home, and I was like, well, I mean, 
no, I re- uh, no, I cannot say that every day. And she was like, what if you did? What if you just said it every day? And I said, could you say it every day? And she said, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. So that's where we are right now. Hmm. I feel like, I feel like Libby has, uh, has given us an, uh, like some kind of thing to chew on mm-hmm. where, uh, where we would have, because the thing is what it does is it goes against everything we were taught. Absolutely. Everything that was said to us between the time, the day we were born until my dad died, basically, when I was 40. Uh, even And so any part of me that knows uh, that what she's saying is true has to deal with my entire, um, I mean, my entire education and the and my emotional education. It seems like there's two contradictory threads and I don't, I don't mean this in a judgy way, in what I will call self-help uh, mm-hmm. that are kind of manifesting here. Mm-hmm. One is that we should be truthful with ourselves and that the only way to freedom is through truth and that we have to take away all of the distractions and illusions about ourselves to just see ourselves as we are, which is probably better than we think we are. But to Did see Keisha that... Keisha say that? Is that a, is that a Keisha quote? Uh, you know, uh, when you think you become... What you Kesha? feel, you attract, and what you imagine, you create. That's from Hoda. Oh, from Hoda. So Yo, Hoda, Hoda said it, or Hoda, Hoda said quotes it? Hoda, Hoda quotes. She's got Hoda. a lot of quotes from Kesha. inspirational sites. But then on the other hand, so there's one, one thread, which is, um, and there might be a, a tripartite here, but uh, there's the one thread, which is you have to be honest with yourself. There's another one that says that if you aspire to be different from how you are or to feel different from how you feel, you need to do a certain amount of self-talk. In AA, I think they call it fake it till you make it. In other kinds of things, you might do something like, um, what do you call it? Affirmations. You know, I, I am a smart, capable person. Like you say things to yourself. But then like the, the, the difficult part of that is like, do you want to say things to yourself that you do not believe are true? So uh. if you say to yourself, I am not different, I am just like everybody else, but in your heart, deep in your heart, you feel that you are genuinely different from other people. Like, is that damaging? Is that helpful? It's certainly uh-huh. going to be, there's going to be a lot of friction to uh-huh. how you process that, correct? Yes, friction. Mm-hmm. I don't know if yes, it's good, good friction, friction, bad friction, but if you That's genuinely feel different, if you genuinely feel like you are not like other people and you tell yourself that you are, you know, what is this in service of? What is it in service what of? What is this in service of? What is it in service of? Mm-hmm. I mean... What is in the service of? People can be so quiet about their pain that you forget that they are hurting. That is why it is so important to be kind, Hoda. Well, now I agree with that. Okay. All right. Well, you guys can... You, all right. Hoda, Hoda just said something that I can get on board with that. People can be so quiet is about that, Hoda, their pain. Hoda quoted, Hoda quoted that. Hoda quoted. Oh, from who? Oh, geez. I'm going to make me click. Chris Brown? A lot of times... <laughs> 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 it's amazing how many of these quotes would change drastically if they came from somebody else. If they came from, yeah, right. Sometimes you just have to talk to a two-year-old to understand oh. life again. Larry Nasser. No, it's that's oh, from a site called Word Porn. No, thank you. Mm. What was that last one? I didn't hear it. I was so busy mocking it. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to talk to a two-year-old to understand life again. <clears throat> Wrong. Two-year-olds are idiots. Never I mean, assume that loud is strong and quiet is weak. Not as strong and quiet as weak. Yeah. All Forever right. is composed of nows. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Simple Contacts. 
You can learn more about Simple Contacts right now by going to simplecontacts.com slash supertrain20. Simple Contacts is the most convenient way to renew your contact lens prescription and reorder your brand of contacts from anywhere in minutes. Instead of heading to the doctor year after year just to renew your prescription for something you wear daily, you can do it on your own time and in just a few minutes. This is vision care for the 21st century. Let me tell you how this works. If you need to renew your prescription, you take the five-minute Simple Contacts vision test online. It'll be reviewed by a licensed doctor. You receive a renewed prescription and just reorder your contacts. All you need is your current contacts, an internet connection, and 10 feet of space. I hope you have these things. Even if you're totally out of contacts, they've got an option for you too. And if you have an unexpired prescription and need more contacts, just upload a photo of it or your doctor's information and order your lenses. Simple Contacts do all the hard work for you and take care of verifying and confirming your prescription. Simple Contacts is awesome, and there are many points to uh, describe this. For one, it's convenient. There are a million things demanding your time. Contact lenses shouldn't be one of them. Simple Contacts lets you renew your prescription and reorder your contacts from anywhere in minutes. Your couch, not a problem. The office, you bet. Doctor's office is now wherever you are. That's a pretty good thing. That's a good deal. I like that. That's fast. Simple Contacts vision test is self-guided. takes less than five minutes. Think of how much time you save compared to making an appointment, getting to the eye doctor, taking time off. Bleh. No thank you. They're reliable. It's designed by ophthalmologists, and a licensed doctor reviews every test so you can skip the office visit, but not the care. The Simple Contacts has all the great brands and types of lenses you're familiar with, so you never have to shop around to find your lenses at the best price. And, of course, they save you money. The vision test is only $20. Compare that with an appointment. <laughs> Without insurance, that could cost up to $200. Woo! Pass. Contact lens prices are unbeatable. Standard shipping is free, and best of all, they're offering a promotion to listeners of Roderick on the line. Okay, here, here, here's how this works. You go, you go, you, you go, you go to simplecontacts.com. Do you have it? Simplecontacts.com slash supertrained20. Use the offer code supertrained20 at checkout. That'll get you $20 off your order. I'm sorry, it is very, very early. Now listen. We need to tell you that this is not a replacement for your uh, vision test. You still need to do that. You got to be safe. You have to go to your uh, doctor sometimes and you know, get your eyes checked out. So, so you know, get your eyes checked out. But also go to simplecontacts.com slash supertrain20 and the offer code supertrain20 at checkout. Our thanks to Simple Contacts for supporting Roderick on the line and all the great shows. <laughs> There's a lot to this. It's like standing in a dressing room in an old department store and looking into it, closing the three-way mirror on yourself uh -huh. into the infinity of now. But the mirrors are advice. <laughs> I'm going deep, deep, deep. It's hard to beat a person who never gives up. Do Babe, Ruth. Babe Ruth. I say, I say it's a quote from Babe Ruth. It's hard yeah. to beat a person who never gives up. It's hard to beat a person that never gives up. Right. Well, you can you can beat them now, all day. Now, if that was Chris night. Brown, if that was Chris Brown, that'd be pretty oh, good. Oh, that would be terrible. Mm -hmm. <sighs> never say that won't happen to me. Life has a funny way of proving us wrong. Yeah. Do you agree that that way is funny? I don't think <laughs> I don't think it's very funny. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't say that will never happen to me. Mm. Because I think I have a presumption that everything will happen to me at one point or another. Oh, right. Okay. You stick around yeah. long enough. Stick around long enough. Yeah. And also, you know, you just keep putting your nose in things. Yeah. And eventually you're going to be like, oh, well, I guess, you know, I had never witnessed a murder, but now I have. <laughs> Don't underestimate the healing power of these three things. Music, the ocean, and the stars. <clears throat> Strong agree. When you look at a field of dandelions, you can either see a hundred weeds or a thousand wishes. <laughs> 
What do you what do you see? That's Strongly the, disagree. Those are the two options, John. Choose uh, when you look at a John. When you look at a field of dandelions, you can either see a hundred weeds or a thousand wishes. Do you see weeds or wishes? I see. I see one thousand potential weeds. Oh. <laughs> Silence creates either distance or comfort. The heart chooses which. Comfort. Comfort okay. every time. Got it. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I'm wearing the smile you gave me. Oh. Mm. Mm. There are some people I wish would say that to me. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? What's so hard? Wearing the smile you gave me. Mm hmm. And nothing else. Oh, shit, dog. One day... I'm on my way over. One day or day one, you decide. One day or day one. So last night, I was feeling so you super pick one? bad. Is it one day or day oh, one? One day or day one. One day or day one. You I live. I live according to one day. One day, okay. I, every, every day, I try to make it day one. And by <clears> late <throat> afternoon, it has, it has morphed into one day. Okay, all right. Oh, mm, okay. It's Every very morning, Hegelian. It's Hegelian. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Every morning I say, one, no, no, I say, yeah. day one. Hmm. And then it's like, ugh, hmm. one day. You'll turn out ordinary if you're not careful. Now, see, now that sounds exceptional. That's from Anne Brochares. You'll turn out ordinary if you're not careful. Be careful. That you're not ordinary. Do you feel like you're careful? Well, this is the thing about it. Mm -hmm. So ordinary by that definition is a bummer. Mm. Ordinary is a bummer. Yeah. Because you were not careful. You weren't careful, you ended up ordinary. I used to I used to uh apply my trade a little bit in semi-inspirational things. And I remember that. here's an affliction for me is You're that talking it, to your shoot. I that back when I was Merlin Man. Uh when I read these, uh I don't know how this first happened, but now whenever I read an inspirational quote, I imagine the person is ugly crying when they're saying it. <laughs> <laughs> I think this be sure you do not find the happy life you make it <laughs> give me this sun and this sea in a little spot to just be i think of someone chained to a desk writing these for <laughs> uh, like uh, for a day-to-day -day calendar you know I'm one thinking, of those calendars I'm, yes exactly i'm thinking of a place that decided to save a little dough by not having an editor Ah, mm -hmm. whatever you know and see now that could be a quote sure. uh there are two choices in life to edit have an one's... editor or, or be chained to a desk <laughs> or be chained to a desk nelson mandela I... <laughs> <laughs> he's so wise he's so wise he's so wise oh. i cannot live according to aphorisms okay that's not that's a good start keep going yeah <laughs> keisha only the true is, I'm going to start, let's just start, we'll just start, well, you know what, we could make our own calendar of these. <clears throat> uh, in order, if, if, Aren't these copyrighted? if it is true, I know it to be, and if it just be, I know it is true. Hmm. Hoda. <laughs> no, that's me. To be, to be, or not to be, mm -hmm. Shakespeare, uh, oh, uh, oh, 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 I, oh. I think therefore I am Descartes. Uh-huh. Choop dooby 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 doo. -doo, -doo, -doo. <laughs> Sinatra. Oh, uh, everything I know in life I learned from a coffee mug. That's Offline. A was that Garfield? Oh, I don't know. It could be Garfield. He's well, very no, here's, wise. The, here's the recursiveness of it. Okay. Was it Garfield who said it, or was it a Garfield mug 
or was it a mug that said it with Garfield on it? I feel like it's something like to do is to be Aristotle. Correct. To okay, be is, is to do Socrates. I don't do know, something like that. And then doobie right. doobie do Frank Sinatra. But I don't think he wrote that. Doobie doobie do. Who wrote Strangers in the Night? It's that one guy. Is it uh, Julie Stein? Who wrote Strangers in the Night? But I don't think the doobie do is in the lyrics. I think that oh, was Sinatra in the last verse. I see what you're saying. It's okay. Ad, ad libitum. Because I think by the time he got, you know, during the Reagan administration, when he was getting to be an older guy, yeah. he was he was wearing a rug and he was dancing with Nan, uh, uh, Nancy Reagan. Mm-hmm. I think he there's a famous concert that Sean Nelson and I used to reference all the time, where Sinatra had just basically forgotten the lyrics, <laughs> and he was like, "Strangers in the pow, yeah, exchanging shababadoo, crazy cuckoo ships on the thing with <laughs> yeah, the doing." Right. No, that was Liza Minnelli. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Strangers in the Night, uh, Burt Kampfert, and uh, English lyrics by Charles Singleton and Eddie Snyder. Back when you could, back when you could write, you could write for a living. Sure. Oh, back in the day. Oh, uh, back when you had to write for a living. Not Ooh. like now. Not like now when you can just, you can just talk to your friend. We were about, listening to the Beatles <clears throat> this morning, and uh, my daughter uh, went on a deep dive. First, she learned all about Liverpool, how they have two mayors. She learned about shipping. Uh, and then she was looking at who the wealthiest uh, musicians are. And, uh, you know, oh, McCartney's up there. But you know who else is up there is uh, is uh, Sir Andrew. Oh, sure. And I had, sure. I had told her, oh, I said, of, here's the paradoxical thing. The one who makes the money is the writer. That historically is the case. This is yeah. why I think Andy Partridge is in a slightly different boat than his other XTC-ers. Oh, yes. Cause he, well, him and Colin. But, like, he, he has the publishing on a lot of that. He has the publishing. Do you think that still matters today? I do. Like when something goes live onto Spotify, like like a dingus, I bought, I don't even want to say what I spent on the White Album 50th yeah. anniversary to have a hard copy of it. And of course, basically the day it arrived at my house, it's beautiful. It comes with the poster. It comes with the photos. It's cool. But I don't like the, those photos, but yeah. You don't like those photos? No, I don't. Huh, I, I think like that's the classic John, like the a, classic John photo. No, I hate that John. Oh, that was my least favorite John. That's your least favorite John. My least favorite John. My most favorite John is right after Sergeant Pepper. When he so has, he's it, got the mustache and kind of the bushy the mustache. But, mustache mm-hmm. John is the best John. Uh, followed immediately by the Maybe like Revolver a Magical John. Mystery Tour era. Yes, okay. Magical Mystery. The totally whack. The totally whacked out John before he became the gacked out John. <sighs> by yeah. the time he got to white out, he's the gacked out John, and I'm not into it. And I don't like that Paul either. I think George looks amazing. Yeah. My favorite George is Denim George. Oh, you like Denim George? I like Denim like George. Like sitting on a lawn chair, uh, George. Yeah, Denim. You know, George started wearing big hats. He did and wear I big like hats, and he, and he would rock a jean jean, like a Ken Stringfellow. He'd, he'd do a jean jean. He'd do a triple jean. Mm-hmm. He'd do all the jeans, all the great denim. Ken, Gen- uh, Ken, I just said Ken Jennings. Ken Stringfellow <laughs> is the uh, only person left in the world that's still wearing a chain wallet. <laughs> to prove a point i don't i don't know you know he lives in maybe he, he keeps in, fresh dirt in there in case he needs to sleep in a strange coffin no that's right i'm going to retire for the uh, good night tomorrow i am in the big star awaken me at 4 57 <laughs> p.m Blah. Blah. i love to count <laughs> R-E-M. Count Chocula. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Frankenberry. 
Let's check in uh, on Hoda. Keep going. I'm just going to check in on Hoda. Well, so uh, <laughs> so uh, when uh, when Ken and I were uh, were closer, mm-hmm. one time I said to him, "What was it like during the grunge years uh, when?" Because when when the grunge thing was starting, when Seattle was blowing up, the Posies were as big a band as anybody. Yeah. Right. I mean, and, when and, I first, and they seem like a band's band. I mean, they were with the vocals band. and whatnot. You know. When I when I moved to Seattle, it was like, oh, you got your Sound Gardens, you got your Alice in Chains, you got your Posies. Like that was kind of what made the scene very diverse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I said to him, so it's 92, 93, and all these other bands from the scene are like, uh, like you know, selling platinum records. Mm-hmm. And the Posies were kind of burbling along down there at the, you know, 300,000 level. Did that, that hurt was your D. They were DMG at that point? They were DMG, mm-hmm. yeah. Or D- DGM. DGM. Yeah, but they were D- at the DreamWorks one. Yeah. What were they on before that? Oh. Uh, What's Gear 23 on? It's on. Um, it's like one. a local one. I can no, no, was it? On Sorry, the... I took you off your story. No, yes. It's okay. Anyway, so he said. And the, the he thing got... is that this one, they got a little harder when they got into that. There's that daily mutilation period, but that's. They were not. I mean, the hardest stuff at that point was like Flavor of the Month. It was still well, a total the, pop song. The picture on the first record, they both look like Robert Smith from The Cure. Yeah. And they would um, they would each like try to sing higher than the other. I have a live recording of them in France covering "Surrender" by Cheap Trick, and you could tell they're goofing to sing to see who can keep re-upping the other one higher. And Ken starts singing in a really implausibly high range. Yes, he has. Yeah, well, they both have great. Well, they're both great yeah. singers. But uh, Ken got very uh, defensive, and he said, "Well, what do you mean? Mm. We were as big a band as any band in the world." Hmm. And I said, "No, I don't think that that's borne mm. out by uh, the time, or even now, or I don't think you know." And he was like, "Well, we were in the bubble of being on tour, playing massive, sold-out shows, and everywhere we went, you know, it was like crazy, crazy." And I was like, "Ah, yeah, but I mean, Pearl Jam, by contrast." Mm-hmm. Was you know was playing for twenty thousand people in the Czech Republic. Like I don't think right. it's quite the same. Anyway, he refused to accept that they that the Posies weren't one of the biggest grunge bands. And I feel like I feel like the Chain Wallet is uh, is a component of that. That they are still that Ken still he's been living in a bubble the entire time. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's ever. I tried to intrude into it at one point. And say, carry your own goddamn suitcase. Mm-hmm. And he did it, but I think he did it because he thought it was humorous. Oh, he treated you like the help. <clears throat> he tried. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you don't treat me like the help. I am not a regular person. John Roderick. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what else does Hoda have to we say? We can't help everyone, but everyone can help someone. Ronald Reagan. And there's a picture of a dog on a horse. Anything he says is false. <laughs> Uh, be someone Sunday, not Saturday night. Be someone Sunday, not Saturday night. That's right. I only aspire to be people's Saturday night. If you're somebody's Saturday night, let somebody else be the Sunday. Let somebody else like wipe the wipe the. Let someone else be the. the let someone else be the Sunday. John Roderick. Yeah, let somebody else be the Sunday. You be the Saturday night. Better an oops than a what if. Yeah, it's not a trick. I'll go with that. Mm-hmm. Better an oops than a what if. There's only one thing more precious than our time, and that's who we spend it on, Leo Christopher. He has two first names. There's only one thing more precious than our time, and that's who we spend it on. Yes or no? 
I do not spend my time on people. Mm, John Roderick. <laughs> Somebody should do an Instagram of your uh, disinspirational, uh, not quotes, but just revelations. Yeah, sure. You're, bring, you're bringing a big fucking truckload of hard truth on people. Why the fuck do you spend your time on people? <laughs> oh. <No. clears throat> uh-huh. If she no. doesn't text you when she's drunk, you ain't the one. Wow. That, wow. That. wow. 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 She doesn't text you when she's drunk. You ain't the one. You ain't the one. Like you get Woody a video Allen? in the dark or something, maybe? <clears throat> I feel like so right now I'm going through a phase. Nobody's texting me when they're drunk. Okay. And oh it's funny. It's, it's like it's like uh telemarketing calls. They seem to come in waves. Well, I'm not anybody Saturday night right now. Oh, oh yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, I'm a couple of people Sunday morning. <laughs> And I never oh, felt no. so lonely. Oh, God. Last night, I was feeling super lonely. I was mm -hmm. feeling super bad because I got out of this. I, I took my cousin to the airport, and then I took my sister to her car. And then I'm driving home with this, like, we're just regular people thing resonating in my head. All of which is trying to compensate for the fact that, you know, I mean, Mike. So Libby's one of the few people that actually saw me growing up. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I had so much sympathy for you because, because. People would, everybody around you was like, you're the most, you know, you're the boy wonder. You're the most amazing kid that ever lived. And then they would punch you in the gut mm. over and over. There was never a time. They, all they did was pay you huge compliments and then whack you. Wow. That's a conflicting, at least in my family, that would be a very conflicting message. Well, it was an extremely <laughs> conflicting message. And the thing is, it's nice to be witnessed. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I just, I don't, I didn't know that. I mean, it's true, but mm -hmm. I would never have said that to myself or even figured that out. She was like, oh, it was awful because they just gathered around you to, and they would, they would lift you up on their shoulders and be like, look at our, look at our beautiful boy. And then they would pinch you, uh, because you were, because you had failed to, you know, you had failed to <clears throat> smile big enough or you'd failed to solve the math problem. Yeah. Didn't, didn't wear green on St. Patrick's day. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, thanks for the, thanks for that. I mean, thank, I mean, I'm very appreciative actually, because it's nice to have, there weren't that many witnesses, you know what I mean? Right, that right, were right, right, Outside right. of the family. And so there's not a sense of like where a lot of it came from. I think this is why so many of us are so broken in some ways. It's not the whole story, but like to be noticed for anything mm. uh, is something that you imprint on. Mm. Don't you think? Well, yeah, but it, but it, but in my family, there was not a feeling of like, hey, we're all in this together and I'm here for you no matter what. It was, <laughs> not it, without a punch. <laughs> it was much more like, get out there and do it and bring back wealth and accolades to us yeah. or you will, be, uh, you will be punished and in a way that you will not be able to interpret for decades. So it was nice. But so then I come back and I'm sitting on my couch and... You know, I live alone and my sister actually texts me and she's like, are you okay? Because that was all like, cause it was not, it wasn't just like we're regular people. And then this one, it was like a whole, it was like a data dump mm -hmm. because you know, my cousin was, she was there and also she was fucking in the, she was in the shit, you know, she was in Alaska in the seventies where it was just like, oh yeah, people were putting cigarettes out <laughs> on each other. And, uh, and so Susan's like, are you all right? And I was like, well, yeah. I mean, all I did was I sent her back like XOXO, which is kind of like a way of saying like, law. fine, fine, whatever, lol, fuck off. But I'm sitting on my couch and I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't know what to do. I tried to say, you're just regular people. And then I was like, shut the fuck up. 
And I came in and I actually started working on a song because it had been a long time since I'd been motivated to work on a song just to like, just to shut all the, shut shut, shut everybody up. Yeah. And I did it. I wrote a, I wrote a little song. I, some of the things that I am best known for are things I wrote about because there was an overflowing of some kind of emotion, often anger. Uh, anger or something but like that's that's where it happens if you don't have anything to write about like like you can address that what you're feeling right now and suddenly opens up the gates and now here you are yeah i don't you know i i feel like anger is a thing that comes out of me that's scary to other people and it and it seems like a big motivator for me but i'm not really angry as much as i am just like super sad like super sad and disappointed Mm -hmm. and just like i don't know injured Mm -hmm. and uh and so I wrote this song, you know, just kind of in a, like, trying to s- just, like, as a salve of some kind. Like, oh, well, you know, maybe you just be sad over here. Just put put something put something over here. But it was, it was you know, because in a lot of those situations, I don't have anybody to call. Mm-hmm. And it's not, I'm not complaining. Mm-hmm. I mean, in a way, I've just, I've designed my life around not having anybody to call. And most of my closest friends are like, doing good? Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, call me in the morning. Or call me when you're feeling better. <laughs> yeah. a, and and you know I'm I'm fine with that. But there are those moments, and a lot of times, being somebody's Saturday night call, being somebody's drunk dial, is enough for me. Because it's like, yay, you know, you're thinking about me and mm-hmm. thinking about me the right way. Uh, but like, there's n- I don't have any. I don't. There's nobody in those moments I can call. And so I pick up the guitar. Mm-hmm. It's always been the thing. Uh, but but I guess I haven't done that in a long time because I never, because I didn't feel, I wasn't that connected to, it was the thing about Kurt Cobain that I admired so much was there was just this, there was this element in his music that was just him at six years old, unfiltered. Mm-hmm. If a six-year-old could write music, the, uh, some of his songs felt like that and I admired it. I admired that. I tried to write songs like that for a while, like just sort of six year old yowling, mm-hmm. but I couldn't do it. I, like a, I kind of like a John Lennon kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. he, he, I, he harnessed that in a way that was sometimes disturbing, but like he, he was very in touch with that raw, uh, broken childhood feeling. And he, but Lennon was super mad. Mm-hmm. I felt like Cobain just felt, uh, just, like like a little bit betrayed, but also that he didn't deserve any better. Hmm. And uh, yeah, for me, it was just like, oh, well, that's why I that's why I became such a maybe not why I became, but like it's a component of being a loner. Was just like everybody else. Every every time somebody came in the room, that was like, you know what, kid, I love you, and you're fucking up. Mm. <laughs> it's like maybe if nobody comes in the room, it'll be better, you know? Oh yeah. Well, I think that's one thing that happens with the anger <coughs> is uh, <clears throat> anger is the outgassing or the effluvium of other feelings. I mean, I, I, people, I, I think at least for me, I rarely sit around going, Oh, I'm angry. It's when there's disruption to the fake world of comfort I've created in my own mind that I get angry. Right. Or you know it seems I mean? like, anger, but it's really like, sad or well, it, it is ang- it is anger yeah. in the sense that i don't it's not anything i choose to produce but if i'm if i'm living in some rickety you know seven-sided lighthouse of made of dreams 
some kind of little a world of my own design where I've beaten back all the demon dogs from the lighthouse, and then that gets disrupted. That comes out as anger, I think. It's it's a form of lonerism. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Stay away, stay away. You but should follow. You should follow the uh, the advice of R. M. Drake, which I learned about from Hoda, which yeah. is don't think; it complicates things. Just feel, and if it feels like home, then follow its path. R. M. Drake. Who's that? Who is R. M. Drake? I don't know. It sounds like a made up name. Yeah, R. M. Drake is it? Is that? Are they related to Ramtha? I don't know. Well, they got Pima Chodron. Pima Chodron's in here. Pima, Chod- Pima Chodron says she has two umlauts in her name. She mm. says nothing ever goes away until it teaches us what we need to know. Mm. Now, that is that sounds- now? Is it conversely, if something has gone away, that means you have nothing more to learn from it? Mm. See, some of this seems like it's. Mm. Maybe think a little know. bit. Maybe think a little bit. I not not to go up against R. M. Drake. Well, so so that's another thing that me, that my, my that my lady relatives are telling me. Don't think. You think too much. Don't think your way out of this. And I'm like, it's all I can do. You was that a clap? I, was that a clap and emoji clap in between? Uh, it's, it's, it's clap. All, all I, clap. I can do. <laughs> clap. Don't take this away from me. <laughs> poop emoji. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. It's all oh, I, I have. have. <laughs> Poop emoji. I don't, well, I don't. I can't fucking emotion my way out of these things. Like, what the hell are you talking well, about? That's and how I, you know you're home. That's ugh. the path. <laughs> <laughs> Upon waking, let your first thought be thank you. To whom? <laughs> Tell me who's owed thanks. Who am I thanking? God? Like hell. Mm-hmm. No. Mm. No. Life is a slow drag. John Roderick. <laughs> you know, full of Saturday night phone calls if you're, if you, you know, if you're not careful or if you are careful. Yeah. Hmm. Which one is supposed to be? I can't even Not tell anymore. I'm so confused. There's a style, like, you know, when you go, there's a, there's a whole page on the internet science site about the, the, I think most, mostly the Greeks have named all these rhetorical devices that we use and don't even know the name for. Right. You know, like basically every kind of way that we phrase things that's memorable is a, like a, a millennia old idea about how dos, to do rhetoric. Dos millennia. Dos millennia. Dos. I feel like it was so fun to be a Greek at that time because you could just sit around and and come up with that stuff that had never been come up come up with, and then you now you're like I've got one you never heard of, uh-huh. and then you're like oh they fucking heard of it. We'll just make up a new Greek word. We're gonna call it parasisis. Parasisis. We're gonna call it uh, doxom- parasisophobia. Parasisophobia. Fabian. Yes. It all comes down to the last person you think of at night. That's where your heart is. Oh no! Oh Mm-mm. no! No! What a curse! That's where you, that's where your brain goes. Maybe maybe your limbic oh, system. That's where your limbic spend, system is. The last person I think of the, uh, every night is always Dick Cheney. <laughs> For me, it's Catwoman. That's who? Catwoman. Dick Cheney. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, everybody! That that seemed like the end of the show. What it wasn't because we got something to tell you about. Woo. Yeah, woo, advertising uh, deals. <clears throat> Listen, um, a T-shirt for you. Now we are not we are mm. not a podcast that comes to you all the time with like money making schemes. We no. don't ask you for 
much. Hmm. And uh, and this is an opportunity, even if you don't like the T-shirt, to just buy it and give a large percentage of the money to the people that are making the T-shirt. Yes. What? Proportion of it to us. You don't don't need a reason to help people. That's what Hoda said. Just go and buy a shirt. You go to bit.ly slash ROTL shirts, one word. Or you'll find a link in show notes for this episode. You have, I think, about, you have less than a week, like six days to do this. This is only for people that are up to date on the show. If you're listening to the show a month behind. Yeah. You should have have called in during our episode about the elderly. Yeah. Um, So go get a shirt. It's it's a bit.ly slash ROTL shirts. And we have a new uh, Keep Moving and Get Out of the Way shirt that I'm real excited about. Plus the classics. The Super Train shirt is back. The Bell is back. Uh, All the Great Shows is back. So you go and get a shirt. Now, Merlin, when you meet somebody coming through the rye, yep, 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 yep. you see somebody out in the world and they're wearing a Roderick on the Line shirt, how do you like it? Oh, I love it. I, 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 love a, trick, it a trick I learned from my, my friend John Gruber, I just look at the person and I say, I say one word. I say handsome. Oh, you say handsome. And they, they hear my voice and they go, oh, you're, you're the guy on the show that sounds like a broken saxophone. And I say, well, why don't you get out of here? Yeah, I say something like, uh, I think that I wink at them yeah. and then they say either... All the great shows. Yeah. Or they say, I have a small backpack. Yes. See, that, they, you know that's an OG. Yeah, that's nice. That's somebody from way back. Or they uh, or they do the universal uh, greeting from our world, which is Mr. Roderick <laughs> with the handout. <laughs> but I'll tell you what. What I love most mm-hmm. is when people wear Roderick on the line shirts to shows by my friends. Oh, that's so, so important. Yeah, they go to other rock shows or they go to other You're events. You're not being that guy. You're being this guy. You're being this guy, which is, hello, Mr. Hodgman, and wearing a Roderick on the Line shirt. Because then I hear about it. Yes. But I hear about it in a, like it, in both a, an appreciative way and also a slightly oh, begrudging ang- way. angry, angry. Yeah, a shirt that you've had for years has got pilling. Wear yeah. it. Wear it to yeah. the John Hodgman show. That's right. And then be like, Mr. Hodgman. But he sees it, and he knows it, and then he calls me and is mad. Yeah. A slightly mad. He can't, he can't acknowledge it. No, he can't it acknowledge mad, it now. Tone. Oh, there were some people at my show in Roderick on the Line shirts. It was great. So anyway, that's yeah, why like you Yeah, Joseph Campbell says, the privilege of a lifetime is being who you are. And you can best express mm-hmm. that by buying a shirt from us. You go, you go to bit.ly slash ROTL shirts, or you go to show notes for this episode. You have a very few days until these go away. So, so treat Christmas yourself. Presents. Sure, Christmas present for you. Christmas present for you. Get them a size small so they're tight on you <laughs> and look good. Like if you're doing waist training, yeah, just get them, you know, get them a little tight, and then uh, then text me on Saturday night. Hmm. Ta-da, 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 ta-da. That'll do it.